0: Thanks for tuning into the Canadian Beacon podcast. Canadian
1: events for the regular people. 3. Regular Canadians giving their opinion on world and Canadian news. Remember to hit that like button and subscribe to our podcast and give us a good rating on your podcast provider. It helps us create more content for you to enjoy.
2: Here we are, Canadian Beacon podcast.
0: I was filling up gas and dropping 120 bucks to just kind of fill up the tank.
2: Yeah. You get to the end of the driveway.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. hope for a big breeze behind me. Jesus frigging Christ.
2: There he is. Hey,
1: I just got Skype set up and then you sent me the zoom notice.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the stupid thing was you, you can't record on Skype. Oh, I was trying to figure out how to, the record button isn't illuminated and then it's, you got to get the business uh, account, and then they charge you like ten or fifteen bucks a month for something. Yeah. So. Commies. The bastards.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, hey, it's the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Welcome to another great Wednesday night, and uh, we're here with our uh, usual crowd. We got Todd, Paul, and Craig, and we're good to go for lots of interesting stuff tonight. Um. Todd, uh, I, I was going to start start everybody off with a good one. Can you say Netherlands, Holland? What can we what can we talk about there? Eh?
1: Uh, not much going on there, Craig.
2: No, uh, apparently not because mainstream media isn't covering anything.
1: Yes, I know. Uh, this thing uh, all started with this. Uh, we, uh, it seems like the Netherlands is blessed with um, a leader that has the the intelligence and foresight of our great dear leader, Justin Turdhole. Um, and he they vow to cut their emissions by 50% by 2030. So that involves them now starting to throttle down uh, ab- um, access to... Uh, fuel and uh, fertilizer and um, pesticides and herbicides and things like that. And the farmers are absolutely losing their mind over it and are blockading roads all over the country, almost bringing it to a standstill.
2: Yeah. And apparently the ports are being blockaded too. Uh, yes. By the local fishing fleets.
0: Yes. Yeah. also, too, interesting, besides the farmers, you also have their fire department supporting them.
2: That's right. Yeah, they came out in force uh, uh, the last couple of days as well, haven't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, historically, the Dutch, who seem to be a very amical type of society, uh, historically once uh, killed and ate their prime minister. So...
0: Uh, <laughs> I think they're hungry again.
1: Yeah. Uh, so don't screw around with them
0: yeah. you know what an interesting thing i found out every dutchman owns a tractor
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a lot of john
0: Deere's and tractors in
1: holland
2: yeah yeah and those those stupid yellow lights
1: <laughs> yeah well what do they say wooden shoes wooden head wouldn't listen there you go right
0: well it's nice to see though too on different fronts you have um the German uh, farmers help supporting them at the border there, right? Yeah. Then you also have uh, Poland that's doing a little rise up. Sri Lanka has just had enough. Argentina's rising up. Um, you have, it's everywhere. Shoot, Italy. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's spreading like wildfire. Yep. And then you yeah. have, the interesting thing is a supermarket that sells all these stupid crickets and uh, kind of meat, non-meat foods. Of uh, Bill Gates, did you see that thing being torched the other night in Holland? Yeah, it it went up in flames, right? Yep. What a beautiful color it was. Yeah.
1: What what I missed that? What happened there? Oh, they just torched it. They had a bonfire.
2: Yeah, there's a a grocery chain owned by the Gates family. Oh. uh, In in Holland, uh, one of their stores where they sell all that
1: crap, the
2: alternative foods and stuff, and I guess it got torched and uh, burned to the ground.
1: And, and, you know, here we go, right? Like, Bill, you know what? You jumped the shark when you released Windows 2000. I mean, yeah. stay in your lane, shut the fuck up, and go off into um, history. You know, him and his vaccine um, what do you, obsession, and now it's crickets, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And even
0: you take a look at London, Ontario, just opened the largest cricket farm. For mass food production
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: it's it's, absolutely hey, it's only for a, a dog food though right oh
1: sure yeah <laughs> well they do <did, laughs> which they essentially did. human cereal is yeah they make cricket flour i think yeah which
2: high protein flour of some kind
1: yeah it's like okay whatever You know, fill your fill your belly. I don't care. Just leave me the hell alone. You know, what's interesting, too, is the connection back and forth between what's going on in Canada. You're seeing a lot of Canadian flags there because they were inspired by the convoy.
2: That's right. Which is Um, a good thing.
1: And then to reflect back here, I just happened to be talking to a farmer uh, that Craig and I went to high school with. And um, he's starting to get rumblings of restrictions on uh, fertilizer yeah. and um, fuel and pesticides and herbicides. Yeah uh, the, and the rationale they're saying is because oh, we don't want people hoarding it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently Trudeau uh, his next uh, game plan is to introduce a similar kind of legislation that's occurring in holland and he uh plans to introduce it here so he should
1: he should announce it on the calgary stampede yeah that would have been a good thing to all his admirers had to have a closed course and everything else did you Mm -hmm. see uh uh
2: when his appearance at the calgary stampede was in a a parking lot off site and it was barricaded and only allowed people that uh are liberal party members into the, the area <laughs> and even with that occurring there's still someone in the background yelling Trudeau you suck you suck you yeah. a traitor <laughs> doesn't and it then remind they you him of
1: threw through out what's that? what's that you love watching the Joe Biden, Biden
0: a Joe Biden rally right
2: eh? yeah yeah and yeah. then uh, the other night uh, Trudeau was uh, at a restaurant in Montreal yeah. and it's in, it must have been in the Jewish community. Um, and as soon as he was spotted, the crowd started coming out and started chanting at him and you suck, you communist, you socialist you know resign and all this kind of stuff and the regular security detail there seemed to get a little bit overwhelmed and they had to call in Montreal City police to come and assist so they could get Trudeau out of there so I thought that
1: was that's fun. great. That is... Well, just- Everywhere
2: he goes, man. Everywhere he goes. They you had to
0: slide the planter. Did you see in front of him? The row of pansies in front of him?
1: It was so poetic. Yeah. Pansies. Yeah, that's perfect flower for him. <laughs>
0: that's yeah, for sure. I saw that. Rebel News was there covering it, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. The whole that's- time.
2: It was yeah. good. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. so we have uh, Holland with their... Uh, like through reduced levels of nitrogen like what the heck is going on with that like uh, what are they worried about they're, they're talking about uh, eliminating 30 percent immediately of their livestock and then within another year or two another 30 percent of their yeah. livestock and that was yeah, uh,
0: their what they're uh planning to do but it's not to keep let's not lose focus though the whole world economic forum and the whole globalist. They want to start getting rid of the periodic table, right? They're trying to get rid of carbon and nitrogen now. Yeah. (laughs) And you're carbon. (laughs) Yeah, and we're carbon.
1: Well, you know, at the end of the day, we are going to be faced with a population issue at some point in time. And, but this, we as a species will solve that problem because we've always managed to solve pretty much every technical problem that we've been, uh, uh, we've encountered. As some, with the, the you know the, the one of the advantages of having such a large population is the generation of brain power to to solve these issues, and but their approach is going to be, as Paul says, is you know throttle the nitrogen, throttle the protein, and you'll minimize the carbon because the route they're going is going to be as devastating as collectivization in um china and the soviet union and we know where that ended up
2: yep millions and, starved
1: yeah so um and it's happening all over the world and it's going to come here too well let's go through the playbook of what the globalists are doing
0: you release a fake virus you're you, uh, the, the flu point 2.0 uh-huh. You get people buying in on it. Work from home. People leave the big city, come into the small little sprawling, outlying cities, drive the prices up. People can't, can't really afford the homes. They can only afford it because it's free money, pretty much, pretty much free money with low interest rates. Bank of Canada just got finished jacking the rates 1% today. So now uh-huh. they're going to screw people up to four or five years down the road that overpay for a house. And now they're going to overpay for a mortgage come down the road. Uh-huh. So you're going to have, you're going to own nothing. You're going to be happy for it. That's, that's number one on their list. Right. And then they've got you on multi fronts. They've got you socially trying to fight each other Roe versus Wade, all that stuff. Who can kill a baby the fastest. Um, then you have all the pollution that we've proven that, you know, Canada is already has more trees that can scrub the air of carbon and everything else, release oxygen. We're already in the positives. But they're doing all of these things. How is there a global shortage? This, that, and the other. They're paying people not to work. They're coming at it from a multi-pronged approach because they did it at first with just the virus. And they realized, no, we can't get 100% of the population buying
1: this. Mm-hmm. And so I it's think they're going to just work crisis. away that way. Exactly, yes. Yeah, it's multiple crisis. Like this, this uh, interest rate hike uh, kind of reminds me of um, – Remember the old Charlie Brown comic when Lucy would hold the football and egg <laughs> yeah. Charlie on to kick it? And then whoosh! And then every time she'd pull the football, but he would always fall for it. Yeah. The bankers and the globalists said Lucy and this the um, people who bought all these houses in the uh, hot housing market are Charlie Brown. We know people who just their rates went up their mortgage payment went up a thousand bucks a month
2: really yeah
1: Yeah. Wow. i remember uh visiting a banker probably about four or five years ago looking at um changing my mortgage but i thought well maybe i should absorb the penalty and take advantage of these low rates and i said you know if rates go up x percent or something like that it's to my advantage to pay the penalty and then refinance and the bank manager looked at me and said if the mortgage rates went up one percent 90 percent of toronto would be underwater <laughs> Ooh, yes. went up one percent in a day yeah. yes and they're lying they are absolutely lying through their teeth when they say oh we're just boosting up right now to nip the inflation nip inflation in the in the bud and um this isn't the last one but the inflation was caused by them because they did quantitative easing. now they're
0: doing quantitative tightening so you create the problem you got the solution in your back pocket already there you know Uh here's the problem you if the houses are more expensive and the interest rates are reasonable you can get away with that if the housing prices were low and the interest rates were high. You can get away with that. We can't get away with both. The thing right. is, they created the problem. And now this is what we have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, Klaus is right. You'll own nothing. Yep.
2: Yeah. And inflation right now is at a 39-year high. It's 7.7%. Yeah. And that's according to their uh, the way they gauge it. But realistically, it's probably a lot higher than that. If you look oh,
1: at things. They lie. Because they lie, what they they, they, changed they
2: their statistics to what they to make it
1: lower. Yeah, they took some components out because they said, "Oh well, you know, if gas goes up, people will travel less. Uh, you know, if the price of hamburger goes up, you'll buy more chicken. You know, so they took things like that out, uh, saying they're not necessities. Well, gasoline has become a necessity for people because people have in to, Canada, yeah, yes, because of the uh, centralization of industry and business and the limited opportunity to live in an area close to where you work people have to travel more you know well, and getting back uh, to what i said earlier they they let you work from home from the big cities they let yeah, you go buy those
0: cheap houses so you can travel now they're forcing you back and they're forcing people to travel
1: yeah but not everybody can do that you know, there's people in support industries that actually need to, you know, be on site to do their work.
0: No, but that's what I'm saying. But during the pandemic, though, they were letting a lot of people and consultants work from home, work remote. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that, I mean, and so they that... created that problem of moving from the urban centers out into the rural centers. And now they have to, now they're being recalled back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, too, are finding <laughs> We ran into... A few instances here where I were people relocated from the city because they thought they would um, take advantage of the lower prices and cash out, mm-hmm. and then they're finding at a different pace, they're not used to uh, having a Walmart 20 minutes away and or five you know, minutes away. Yeah, their gymnasiums and all the things that they're used to, pools and whatnot, rec centers that they were. Uh, quite close to I think there's a lot of them it's culture shock and I don't. I think they, they, they value that more than they value the fact that you're in a much smaller community that's closer
0: but you take a look at it too like me and Craig live in an area where all the YMCA's are closing all the community centers are closing down
2: yeah there are what community centers are available right now in in, in the, the St. Catharines there's that uh, the pool there over on Carlton And that's it, really. Unless you play hockey, you can go to an arena. But that's the only other things that are available in in Mm -hmm. the the whole city.
0: Yeah, as outdoor pools over the years have closed and everything else. And the green spaces are starting to close up on you.
1: Well, the question in all of this is, and, and and, and what you're talking about right now is related to housing, because if you don't have the tax base, you don't have the uh, property tax income in order to fund all these rec centers and amenities. But that interest rate hike was the highest single interest rate in the last 40 years. Yeah. The question is, will it be the last? I don't think so. I don't think so. The inflation has run away. They've already, you know, you know, basically they're closing the barn door after the cows got out. Um, so, again, you know, they never fail. They never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. That's right. We've yep. been squawking about inflation for months. And now they're going to act on it. And it's like they act on it when it doesn't matter anymore. It's yeah. like either are they, are they fucking stupid or they enjoy the chaos that someone's going to make money off this.
0: I think both. When yeah. you take a look in the States, we're at 7.9 up here. The States are like 9.1. Once again, they lie their faces off. Uh-huh. And it's embarrassing during the July 4th weekend where there were, the Biden administration was pretty happy that the average American family was going to save 18 cents on hot dogs. <laughs> that's oh, unfair. That's just, how, do you, how, how do you not get
1: lynched? And how does it not you yeah, it don't get a new color for the White House? That, right?
0: that it's is coming. actually insane.
1: I'm calling right now that the event in 2022, late 2022 and early 2023 is the American Civil War. It's going to happen.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, as soon as they, uh, the results of this, the midterm elections come out, the, the the Democrats are going to lose their minds because they're going to lose the majority. They're going to lose the House. They're going to lose the Senate. They're going to lose Air, and all the local level stuff right across the, the US. They are polling so far behind right now that they are. They Which are scares they're going to absolutely lose their minds.
1: But this scares me even more because there's nothing more dangerous than a cornered animal. And these people are, uh, your globalist Democrat leftist is the most uh, conniving, animalistic person that they have. They have no uh, sense of morality. They, they, they specialize in situational ethics. The end justifies the means. It's kind um, of cheating. yeah. They're as bad as they're as bad as the neocons. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, I, I have to say, like you know, your George Bush, Dick Cheney. Um, Paul Wolfowitz. Neil Neocon- Yeah, those guys are just as awful yeah. uh, as, as the uh, Democrat, leftist Democrats. But I think um, what's going on is the, the, the revolution is starting in the United States, and I think it'll cum- culminate in the election in November. They're going to elect new types of Republicans. These are the MAGA Republicans. They're going to be a lot
2: more aggressive, yeah.
1: They're extremely aggressive, and it's just going to come to blows.
0: You know what, though? I remember a scene in The Godfather where the Corleone family and the other family go at it, and they have a talk, and Michael's down there's like, ah, you know what? Every five to ten years, we need to settle some bad blood. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're at right now. We're at that crossroads that, like you say, in that uh, midterm election. I think we just got to kind of like press a reset button. Not the global reset, but press reset button. And let these oh,
1: I think, I think that, know this is not acceptable. Um, we are experiencing the global reset. It's just going to be a matter of who's going to be pushing the button mm. at the end of it. Because. Yeah. I think the globalists right now are on the defensive and on the run. Well, um, did you
0: see over in France there, Macron tried to ram that bill through, and the leftists and uh, Le Pen's right front, they both knocked down the legislation. That's and right. now they're calling for Macron's resignation.
2: Yeah, yeah. apparently it was something about his uh, dealing with Uber and taking buyouts or Payoffs or something from Uber or uh, introducing them into the into France back in that 2000- And
0: also, yeah, yeah, and his ineffectiveness on the world stage, essentially, yeah. where yeah. he doesn't
1: have France's interests at heart, right? Well, well, something's happening in the world. Something interesting is happening, like Boris Johnson's resigning, mm. and evidently, <laughs> one of this one of the rationales is, that is one of his inner circle had a habit of uh fondle trying to fondle people's testicles and um boris knew about it uh so and then the german chancellor now is in a bit of trouble because it seems that he had a was hosting some sort of party where the date rape drug was was being passed around so there's all you know it's not, there's a common theme going on here that, that seems that the old guards getting tossed out. Now the question is, are, the, are the, the globalists behind the scenes just throwing these guys out to pacify the masses to make it look like they're, something's happening? Or are there um, counter-revolutionaries yeah. in the government that are actually trying to regain, uh, control again away from the globalists.
0: Well, well, let's not forget though that we have a lady sitting in jail doing 20 years for alleged crimes committed against children but the people paying for those crimes are not in jail. Uh-huh.
2: Right, so And one of it, those people paying for those crimes is uh, listed on uh, the flight registry yeah. of, uh, of Epstein's flights and his name is uh, Justin
1: yeah. Yeah. We all know who's been, we all know who visited that island. Yeah. And the, the question topic. is nobody's doing anything about it. It's funny. What did Chinese have the same symbol for crisis and, are the same word for crisis and opportunity or something like that? That's, there's an old saying. And this crisis is also, with the right people get together politically, is an opportunity. And it's an opportunity to set us back on the right path.
0: But um, are they are they going to your earlier point though? Are they getting rid of Bojo because they just found like he's a Bo Bozo that they're going to bring in someone else? Since maybe they've got someone that's a little more hardline, that's a little bit more not Playboy clownish, but maybe they're going to get someone to step it up and step their agenda up faster. Well, I think that's I mean, the only globalist card they can only come down with a heavier fist. They can't take a backtrack. If they give an inch, you're going to get freedom people taking a mile. So I think you're just going to see the, the pressure applied to the screw more.
1: Well, that's what I was saying in reference to the Democrats is that they're now a cornered animal. They'll stop at nothing to because they're in for a penny and for a pound. If, if, the, if, the, if the Republicans take over the Senate and the House of Representatives, they're, Biden's even more of a lame duck. And they well, you have to there. impeach him. You have yeah. to impeach him. Oh, he'll be impeached. He, He's little, uh, um, Schumer and Pelosi and, well, who's that idiot who was- AOC? He, but Yeah. Well, oh, what was his name?
2: Weasley-looking guy?
1: The the, uh, the dickhead that was banging the Chinese spy. Oh, Fang Fang. Yeah, Eric uh, Swalwell, wasn't it? Swalwell's well, yes. Yeah, he, you know, that village idiot. Oh, what's his name uh, there with the with the eyes? Oh God, what's his name? He's a Democrat. And he's the guy who really f- was uh, going on about the Russian collusion. Oh, Schiff, Adam Schiff,
0: Adam That's Schiff, it. Adam
1: Schiff, Mister Google yeah. guys. These yeah. guys, these guys, they're going to jail. If the hey, you know who I, I want to throw way. in
0: jail too in the American side, Leslie Graham and the other goblin. Lindsey Graham, yeah. Um, yeah. Who is that? Leslie And Who's the other guy? Mitch McConnell. What a bunch of birds! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And we've got them too in our thing. We got like, can we just say the NDP guys? Why don't you just hang a sign that says "We'll work for a pension"? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's complaining about the Liberal government, left,
1: right, and center. Mm-hmm. But he won't do he anything could do so- about he could-
0: it. He's the only guy that could
1: do it. Yeah. Well, you know what. <sighs> It's like um, the old, uh, so what do you call it, a homily about the fact is that there's a kid in a village and uh, the, he, the, he got a horse for his birthday. And um, the, someone came up to the local Buddhist priest and said, isn't that wonderful that this kid got a, a horse for his birthday? And the, and the monk says, oh, we'll see. He's riding the horse. A few days later, he falls and he breaks his leg. And the same guy comes up to him and says, isn't that horrible that he fell off the horse and broke his leg? And the Buddhist priest says, we'll see. And soon enough, there's a war started and all the young men get drafted and uh, get pulled into the ranks and are sent off to war. And most of them don't come back. And, of course, that kid with his broken leg doesn't have to go. So I think Jagmeet, uh, we'll see. Because what he's doing, he's destroying the NDP party.
0: Oh, yeah. He's going to
1: he's going to go down with the liberal ship and bring a lot of his party with him. And uh, I no doubt there's a lot of conversation going on in the NDP party when they're probably seeing it on the front lines. People are going, what the hell are you doing? How
0: friendly is he? Do you
1: think he is with uh, Bob Ray? Is
2: Bob
0: Ray still alive?
2: Yeah, he is. Hey, Bob Ray was the United interim Nations liberal Ambassador. leader before Trudeau, eh?
1: Oh, that's right. Too bad. That's too bad. He, <laughs> deserves, a, he deserves a good dirt nap. But, um, fucking idiot. Oh, don't even get those two started.
0: there are going to, those two there essentially killed the MVPs.
1: Yes. These two yeah, dofers. he did in Ontario.
0: Yep, yeah, that's for sure. And but can you um, imagine? Imagine just going back in time and look and see if Jack Layton was still alive.
1: Hmm. Interesting. All the massage parlors miss him. <laughs> 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 my, my empathy for the political opposition is non-existent. Yeah. is non-existent. I, um, I'm voting in the conservative leadership election, and I selected three, but there were, there's uh, two others, or three others, actually, that if they even get in, are selected. You know, it's fixed. Yeah, and I'm done. I'm absolutely done. But right. um, Who were they, if you don't want to ask him? You have a choice between Pierre Polivier, Leslie Lewis, Roman Baber, yeah, some guy named Scott Atchison who I've never heard of before, yeah, um, Patrick Dipshit Brown, yep, yeah,
2: and Jean Charrey,
1: uh, Harpo, Harpo Marx, Jean Charrey, like seriously, they drag this guy out of the closet. Like what? 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 What the hell does this guy have any revel relevance? Yeah, in, um, well, I, I, I'm
2: surprised think. Peter McKay didn't uh, throw his hat in the ring again.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have supported McKay either, though. No, McKay, McKay, McKay inherited his seat from his dad, Elmer. Oh, he did. And, eh? Yeah, he's never worked a fucking day in his life either. Um, yeah, I mean, you know,
0: that's the that, that's the criticism with Povia too, right? Yeah,
1: um, he, didn't, he, he didn't inherit her deceit from anybody, did he? No,
0: no, no, but he hasn't had a real job. He's been a politician his whole life.: Yeah, really? yeah,
2: yeah. I thought he's a lawyer first.
0: <laughs> wow. <Well,
2: laughs>
0: yeah well, paper, paper lawyer, don't, not, not doing a whole <laughs> yeah, lot they' having no, no, a $15 no. an hour legal assistant doing the work. Yeah,
1: yeah. Polivier, Paul, Paul of, of my choices, Polivier was my last choice. Yeah, because he's saying all the, things the first, time. right things at the time. Yes, I, I, I voted for Leslin because um, she's my MP. And she's stuck her neck out. The same with Roman Baber.
0: Roman, though, stuck his neck out from day one. He essentially was on the wire with uh, Randy mm-hmm. Hillier and mm-hmm. with, um, what's his name? Uh, PPC. Uh, Maxine oh, uh, Bernier. Yeah. Bernier Mad yeah. Max, Mad Max they, th- yeah. Those are the first guys that were championing and everything and Leslin, I love everything she says I think she's a great lady I think everything else she'd probably be my number two choice um, just for the plain fact that she is she was a little late to the game but I think she's honestly sincere and she's actually a smart person
1: She is she's well spoken she has some spine but you know I, I I don't think um, the the change that needs to happen and is going to happen is going to be driven by political parties. It's going to be pol- political parties pressured by the electorate in order to invoke change, like what's yep, going absolutely. on in Holland. I yeah, think... what do you
2: think is going to happen? You think the the you think the government's going to resign in Holland?
1: No, I think they're I think they're like Trudeau. I think they're arrogant. I think they've been given a mandate um, and th- it's funny that Boris Johnson kind of let, was one of the first ones to start backing off on the mandates, right? Yeah. And then he's gone. Whereas Trudeau and the the Dutch guy, they kind of stuck mm-hmm. it out, right?
2: Yeah, hung on to me. They,
1: they've, they've followed orders. So... I think it's going to be a question of um, who's going to crack first, the farmers uh, or the government. They may back down. I don't see them resigning though. But like Trudeau, Trudeau, like you say, he can't even go to a restaurant without <laughs> no. getting verbally attacked.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: You know, how much, how much longer is he going to put up with that?
0: Yeah. Well, how much longer too, or is the Canadian society or even American Uh, population. How many lives have been been immensely impacted by this? And up until then, you're always always left to the political person in the political arena. You can go after them in their fair game. But when their decisions impact a family's decision that is not political, when does the politician's family then come into play? Well, When does that happen? Like, like I can't see Trudeau not sending his kids to nowhere except an elite private school. Can you imagine being those kids? You're going to be tough at the end of your graduation
1: or you're going to be just like cowering. Well, I think I think his kids are going to have enough issues to deal with having those two as parents. But and and that and that and that's the way I feel sorry for them. Like he parades his kids out like my kids wouldn't see the light of day if I was in his, his position. I wouldn't, they wouldn't be anywhere. You know what? I I wouldn't use my kids as any type of prop. Yeah. My wife as well. You know, he's a grandstanding prick. Uh, I look at his kids. I, you know, I I have kids of my own. I've been around kids all my life, coaching and being involved in all my kids' activities. And
2: you hung out at a lot of playgrounds. Is that what you're saying?
1: Oh, geez.
2: Home Depot, then
1: not even going to answer that but i know when i see kids that are not comfortable and i think his kids are not comfortable in the limelight
2: yeah yeah i agree with that
1: one yeah yeah so yeah speaking about playgrounds uh, trudeau himself he seems to have a lot of his uh inner circles seem to have trouble with uh, child porn and
2: uh, pedophilia, pedophilia. Yeah. yeah
1: what a coincidence yeah. i mean how many pedophiles have been in our circle
0: Right? Yeah. The same amount that I, uh, how many people have suicided themselves around you? The same as the Clintons. Oh, yeah. yeah, really. Like... In protective custody. Yeah. 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 Um, but you, yeah, you take a look. Well, you look at the Trudeau Foundation. Have you ever seen the, the logo of that and the yeah. rumors around that?
2: No. Yeah. I, I, what, what's that about?
0: It has what the is it? Triangle. The three triangles. Yeah. And it's a uh, FBI signal for, was it Boy Lover?
1: Yeah.
0: It's Boy Lover. Yeah. It's on the FBI. Was it coded symbol? Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting yeah. that the Trudeau Foundation, yeah. too, I learned also keeps today. giving money to the Clinton Foundation and everything else. Too.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. The big picture ahead is uh, economic turmoil and political turmoil for the next three years, whether that's going to generate into what well, we haven't even talked about the potential for war in the next year or so. Um, yeah. Did you see uh, Zelensky? We should talk about
0: Zelensky giving a earful to Trudeau for oh, the yeah. Nord Stream turbines. Here we
2: are back at it. Uh, Todd, um, your last thing you were talking about was what? War. War. There is war again, right? Um well, we uh, we know that uh, Zelensky uh, tore Trudeau a new one that you're saying, right, about uh, mm-hmm. the having those uh, turbines turned over to the Russians so they can compress natural gas and uh, send it to the Germans. Kind of a rock and a hard place situation, there, don't you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, the. Um I guess turbines, gas turbines are being serviced in um, Montreal, is it? Yeah. And they felt that there was no legal way to um, hold them and they returned them. And I believe they're for the Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And basically, what they're designed, they're like big jet engines, I guess, that compress the natural gas.
1: Yeah, they're uh, gas pump turbines. It through
2: the, the pipeline, eh?
1: Yes, they're very critical.
2: Yeah. Not only that, they're important, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny how how you said that they didn't feel like they could uh, seize that property, yet there's a list of, what, 100 Russian oligarchs where they have no problem seizing all of their property? Yeah. Yeah. How does that make sense at and, all to and, anybody?
2: And another 100 truckers that they can uh, seize their
0: bank accounts, too. Or murderers or rapists that get off on bail. And yeah. Tamara, uh was her name? Light? Tamara Lynch. Yeah. Lynch. Yeah. This is uh, kind of, they're trying to make her rot in prison. That's right. Yeah. And so right now, uh, what's happening with Tamara
2: is the next process is that she uh, or her lawyers can appeal um, the decision made by the Just of the peace. So they'll bump it up to a provincial court judge now to to review the file and and make a recommendation or, or to to decide whether uh, uh, bail should be granted or not. I know from experience, uh, you know, it was almost impossible to keep people in custody. Or if they had, I've seen people that had four or five uh, breaches under undertakings, and they're out within 24 hours. It was just yeah. added, you know, add it to the list and send them on through, right? They they didn't care. Why do they care so much about this one? Right? We all know why.
0: Yeah, because she's no flight risk. She's not uh, any kind of a risk whatsoever. No, but she had wrong thought. Right? Yeah, she went. She's essentially uh, the thing that Bill C. Eleven is trying to curb.
2: Yeah, you see the the conditions of release. There, the 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 acronym for it that's used by police and the courts is. They call it rice in the four P's, okay? And rice stands for repetition of the offense, identity of the accused, attend court, and evidence, right? Ev- uh, any, any evidence to gather. For example, if they if uh they needed to go do a search warrant on Tamara's house before they can release her. That would, might be a reason they might hold her in. Right. And then the four P's was the protection of the public protection of the, of the accused uh, uh, prevention of a breach of the peace and uh, to, you know, uh, prevent uh, again, back to repetition of the offense, Right. So once those things are all clear and done, it's it's a slam dunk you gotta you gotta release there's there's not like oh i think i'll keep you in custody because i just don't like you or my my uh my my seventeen thousand dollars i sent to the liberal party uh uh, and got feedback from those guys are telling me to try to keep you in custody you know it doesn't cut it but we're seeing all kinds of violations uh by this uh, government in respect to uh, people's basic rights. And uh, who would have thunk uh, three years ago that Canada would have political prisoners, right?
0: Well, yeah, I think we, I think she should apply for Amnesty International to come in and take a look at the situation and maybe look again at a North Korean lawyer. Yeah. Someone who has experience in this stuff.
2: She should have taken off to uh, New Mexico and claimed refugee status there.
0: Across the Columbia,
2: no. Well, the- well, you see, the the one of the state senators for New Mexico suggested that uh, Canadians affected by uh, the the dictatorship of Justin Trudeau would be welcome in New Mexico as uh, either temporary refugees or long term residents, uh, and oh, wow. they're they're going to enact. Uh, they had put forward a bill, uh, in the New Mexico's uh, legislature to accept Canadians under refugee status. Wow. Yeah.
1: I think, I think every time that they do this to her, it just is another nail in the coffin of the liberal party. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, we may be, you know, it's sad thing to say, but every revolution has its martyr, right? And unfortunately, Tamara has drawn that card or drawn that straw. And uh, she's sticking to her guns. I hope uh, she can uh, withstand it. I don't know if I was in the same position how I would behave because she's certainly shown a lot of courage. (laughs) Come November, if the election in the United States plays out like it is, Trudeau is going to wake up the next morning and have a whole nother basket of issues because they just absolutely detest him. They just they're, they've dug themselves a hole and they're the only way they think they're going to get out of the hole is to keep digging to get to the other side. And there is no doubling down. There's just, they just, yeah, they're doubling down on stupid. And I just hope I know I will never forget who these judges are and who these crown prosecutors are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Never forget, never forgive. You're not Jesus. No, no. And I think it's come to that point is that, you know, there used to be a back and forth in politics about, you know, acceptance of, you know, little indiscretions on the other side. And, you Mm. know, when we get in power, we do this and, you know, no, it's getting to the point where, It's seriously affecting people's lives, livelihood, and even their life.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, The useless law called treason. mm -hmm. Who's ever been convicted of it? Well, laws become so subjective now. Yeah. Uh, You know, they play little games like, you know, in the States, they spent two years um, trying to prove Russian collusion when there was absolutely nothing there. The SNC Lavalin scandal, if that would have been any other politician, they would have been charged. Yep. Yeah. You know, his visit down to um, Aga Khan's Island. Yeah. Um,
2: Aga Khan, yeah.
1: Yeah, his groping scandal. I mean, where does it stop? Yeah. You know, so uh, they're doing it and they're ignoring it. Just like they're ignoring the. Absolute criminality of the mass shooting down in Nova Scotia. Yeah. People should be fired. People should be charged in the police force, in the government. Uh, with regards to that, but it's just ignored. Um, but you ignore, you can ignore reality, but you cannot escape reality.
2: Yeah. And get, yeah. Reality
1: one of to the... come crashing down on these people.
2: Yeah, and one of the things is that when. The government doesn't obey the laws there's it becomes basically there are no laws
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and
2: yeah and so at the very base level if the if our own government isn't obeying the laws of the land what's the the advantage or the why should anybody in the country obey the laws right
1: mm-hmm. yeah it
2: does there's no sense to it
1: a fish rots from the head down right Yep. Yeah. And I think that these, a lot of these people, all over the world, a lot of these leaders are going to experience their Marie Antoinette or their Ceausescu moment. Yeah, oh, and so amazing. Like we were discussing before, whether Trudeau is going to eventually resign. I think part of it is, I think at a certain point. He will get out of there to save his own skin. That would be his only rationale. It won't be on any moral grounds because the man is a narcissistic psychopath. Yeah. Where and does he go, though? Where does he go? Because everyone hates him. In the I know. Yeah. But you remember uh, those kids? Remember those kids when they were losing a game? Something didn't go their way. They would just drag everything down. Like they would just, you know, knock over the ta- the game table yeah. or. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it just you know uh, what do you call it scorched earth i think a lot of these people have that attitude is that trudeau doesn't mm-hmm. really love this country he loves the adoration and ego building the fact that he's our prime minister yeah and if we turn against him i think it'll be like hitler he had just the same way he just let the country burn they deserve it because they didn't support me yep yeah yeah
2: yeah Yeah, I think so. And, you know, getting back to, we can already see every time he goes out, he's being accosted by uh, people uh, and, and people having words with him from every single time he's exposes himself to the public. Just in Sudbury the other day that occurred, it, it occurred now in Montreal, it occurred at with his own people quote in a, Parking lot at the uh, off site from the Calgary Stampede. Could you imagine if he walked into the, the Calgary Stampede area? They would not oh. be able to control that man. Would be ripped apart,
1: like yeah. shredded,
2: like a, by like a, by a pack of dogs, because mm-hmm. he his, you know, uh, the amount of hate that's on for him right now. Mm-hmm. So,
0: well, we talked last time about uh, like we talked about uh, the Canada Day celebration. You had Maxine Bernier walk through, hand in like high five in handshake, and everyone no security. <laughs> and you got Trudeau surrounded by fifty RCMP.
2: Yeah, yeah, in a and controlled environment, and he's going to need that fifty RCMP right until the day he dies. Right. And yeah, because deservedly his life so is, you know he every
1: he deserves yeah. every uh, negative. Thing in his life that comes
0: yeah. his way Now do you think the legacy Of the Trudeau name is going to live on With his kids Because oh. uh-uh. his dad I... sucked balls too Yeah
1: Yeah, you know His dad though His dad Left with the admiration of the left Yeah true And um, There's still some Leftist people That support Justin, but I don't think they respect him. No. Right.
0: They support him because he's just on the liberal side. Yeah. He's
1: not a conservative. So that right. they just they, they just tolerate him. He'll never have the well, he's what do you say, the lesser son? Of, yeah. The,
2: the the smart son got killed in a skiing accident, didn't
1: he? Yeah, evidently he wasn't that smart because where he was skiing was a known avalanche area and it yeah. was right beside a lake. So, well, even if he was the smart, well, he still could be the smarter one because his younger brothers is dumb as a fucking post. Oh no. He's the oldest. Sorry.
2: Yeah. What about uh, Trudeau's uh, half brother?
0: Oh, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> he calls it how he sees it. Doesn't he though? Oh yeah. <laughs> Tell us about yeah. that one there, uh, Paul. What you know, Paul- of his half brother. Well, he just ripped into them. I, I think they're, they're strange now for over three, four years since uh, he went really hardcore. It, on the, originally on the scene, he was seen with his brother quite a bit when he first came up through the, the the shouting and the protests when he came onto the liberal ranks. But as he started changing, he's like, my brother lost his way. And he, he actually went on, I don't know if it was a national or with Rex Murphy. He was interviewed by one of the big uh, big news broadcasters and just uh-huh. ripped him a new one, and just yeah. he, uh, he's unrecognizable was one of the statements that he made. That I don't know who got to him or how uh, how they did it, but they've changed my brother from what I grew up knowing. So
1: it was- I think his brother was always that way. Yeah,
0: yeah. The, entitled. He just uh, didn't
1: recognize it.
0: Parasitic entitlement, Silver so Spoon. Yep. Oh dress yeah. One. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, uh, politically speaking, uh, worldwide, Vladimir Putin looks pretty good.
2: Yeah, he just gave a, a speech The other day. Uh, um, yeah, uh, basically calling out uh, globalism and 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 promoting uh, nationalism uh, on all fronts.
0: On all fronts, and and calling against depopulation globally.
2: Yeah. And also uh, pointing out the, the globalist approach is coming out of the Western world, which is, you know, yes. uh, an obvious negative thing, right? Mm-hmm. And he was saying about how he had
0: all those scientists and everything else from the laboratories in the Ukraine, yeah. in Moscow, interrogating them for the bioweapons labs that they had. Okay. And, you know, don't forget, about 40 years ago, I think it's about 30 40 years ago he fought the Rothschild family banking system when they tried to collapse the ruble and yeah. he brought that country back from the collapse of nothingness of yeah. anarchy to build it up to I don't want to say a mega superpower but they're a superpower they're there you notice that they're not rushing in as fast as they did in Libya Syria Iraq Afghanistan very interesting yeah, very interesting, and I, I think he's right. I I don't think you've seen anything from that army yet. Yeah, well, no,
1: they've only he, using ten percent of their armed forces.
0: Yeah, do you and also?
1: No, quit.
2: You also notice that you're not hearing too much military news out of Ukraine now.
0: No, they're laundering money all the time.
2: No, because, because they're getting their asses ass kicked. kicked. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: true. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So all these victories that they talked of before are not happening and and cities are falling uh you know every week uh and areas uh the russians are are
0: progressively moving forward well that's how you that's how you can that's how you understand how to read the corrupt mainstream media listen to the stories they're not reporting yeah from what they did and then that's where the truth is not what they're telling you but what they're not telling you that's how you got to read the news
2: like the biggest thing on the news uh, on mainstream media was the the missile that hit the apartment building and killed 17 Ukes, you know, but right. they, they haven't mentioned about the the one city fell not, uh, about a week ago. Uh, one of the, the major cities that uh, has been there's um, been fighting over it fell to the Russians uh, and or is now in full Russian control.
1: That's,
0: Russia, Russia could have had Ukraine in a week if they wanted it. Yeah, in my opinion. Well, I think um, if they didn't care about any collateral damage, they would have had it.
2: Yeah, that's hardly. true. What, yeah, what, if what, they don't what care do about do? collateral damage, that's 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 very true. Now, I think uh, the Russians are having a difficult time due to the West's uh, uh, dumping of anti-tank missiles and weapons systems and stuff into the Ukraine. Uh, but it really comes down to a, a, like a, a war of attrition right now. It seems to be uh, the, the, the Ukrainians are still getting all this uh, Western military equipment, but again, how, how good are they at using it and how much of it is just being destroyed in place in uh in weapons depots that the russians are hitting
1: and who do they have to operate it
2: that's right yeah yeah
1: they're starting to surrender in droves yeah and they're deserting and they're just totally demoralized because they're paper tiger
2: yeah yeah well apparently uh supported by the the british government that was a recall you see if you're in the sas once you think, I think you hit forty years of age. You're you're out. You're done. You're you're done with the SAS. Oh wow! So what they did is they held a huge recruiting drive of recently uh, left and forty plus uh, years of age uh, SAS uh, act worker guys, and recruited them and formed a, a company which was sent to uh, the Ukraine. And apparently that was the only reason why Kiev didn't fall was because really? it was a company of uh, old retired SAS guys that uh, went into the breach and, and uh, knew how to use all these weapon systems and, and went in and literally kicked the Russians asses uh, and brought them to a standstill. So they couldn't take Kiev.
0: <laughs> so kind of like Blackwater.
2: In a sense, yeah, they were actually hired by uh, either a, uh, an Italian or a French uh, corporation, hired these guys. But the money the corporation paid these guys came directly from the British government. Yes, right. And these guys went in and they basically prevented Kiev from falling. And then Yes, just as soon as they did that, they also said, okay, we're done here. We're back. We're going back home. Have some fish yeah. and chips. <laughs> they left.
1: <laughs> wow. No, I didn't hear that they one. I probably saw the long-term writing on the wall.
2: Yeah. And they, 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 collect their cash, you know, a couple of months work, get that, mm. get the heck out of Dodge after.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can only hold the Russians at bay for so long. Ask the yeah. Germans.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's not going to end the way of... If Ukrainians think that it's going to be how the Russians were in Afghanistan, not going to happen that way.
1: No. No. This is There the, will be a
0: victor on the, on the Russian side.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And you and look they at have, their partners they're teamed up with. It's India, China, North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> they're in with the Iran. World,
1: the world's starting to side up.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes. And...
1: um. Martin Armstrong and Martin uh, Economics is—he thinks the war is going to go kinetic sometime in twenty twenty four.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, everything everything that the globalist plan is is set for twenty twenty five. So, it has to come to a breach, I think, before that. Yeah, like the emissions of the cars, of this, that, and the other. There is going to be a boiling point; things just spill over the pot.
1: Yeah, I think the wild card though is they think they know people because they manipulate and control, but they themselves are so out of touch to hmm. um, people's love and concern for their friends, neighbors, and children. Yeah, and when yeah. that becomes evident. They are toast. There's no weapon in the world that's going to save their ass.
0: Absolutely. You know what? I just came across an interesting uh, quote or uh, more of a a saying online. And it says, "This this is North America. There is no one coming to our rescue if things go sideways. No one will be resupplying us. No one will airdrop food, ammunition, medicine. There is no place to escape for freedom this is it
1: yeah look at the vietnamese yeah the vietnamese were enslaved by the french their only break from the french was 1941 42 when the chinese came in and were even just as brutal as the french
2: then the japanese took them over
1: yeah, the Japanese took them over, and then the, the the French came or tried to come back after the the uh, Second World War, and De- Dien Bien Phu, Phu happened. Yep, which was a massive battle where the North uh, the the Vietnamese uh, absolutely destroyed the French and pretty much put them on their heels, and they eventually pulled out, and that's when the partition happened. And they spent up until 1975 to unify their country. Now they're communists, but they're kind of apathetic communists. They're more nationalists than they are communists.
2: Yeah, I think more nationalists. When I was there, I I, I got a there was a, a kind of a joke amongst the Vietnamese that they want to say certain things, but they don't like the policemen with the, the armbands that come around to talk to them afterwards,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know,
2: and that's, you know, if they, but they, they tow the party line sort of thing, but you saw for the most part outside of that kind of thing, the rest of the country seemed very, um, what's the word, uh, industrial and very, uh, um Capitalistic, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and I think they've managed to preserve their culture. Yeah, and um, and they hate
2: the Chinese now.
1: Oh yeah, you bet. They they went they went toe to toe with the Chinese either in the seventies or the eighties, and it didn't turn out too good for the Chinese. Yep. Yeah, they haven't lost their sense of identity. <laughs> no, and I think that is what's going to destroy the globalism in the end.
2: Yeah. Now, here's a question for you. With respect to globalism, do you think where do you think China's role is in on that?
0: Uh, I think China uh, is a petri dish for the globalists to see how things are going, both for the credit score and everything else. I think when you say communist, I think you're talking globalists at the same time. Because don't forget... China invited, I'm going to say the flat earth and not the round globe um, to their doorstep (laughs) to uh, produce cheap goods. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I got to say that to lighten it up. They invited the world to come see them. Yeah. And uh, they have every country is represented in China. So that is the microcosm right there. So that's what I think. When I think of China, I think of globalism experiment.
1: I, I I, see both sides. Um, like the history of China was always somebody's whipping boy, right? They were, yeah. you know, attacked by the Mongols and pretty much controlled by the Mongols. And then the uh, the European powers would kind of take advantage of China and they end up with the Boxer Rebellion and the humiliation of the, the Chinese people, the, the settlement with that agreement. Then Japan... Japanese taking Manchuria, and like it's just been a constant struggle, and they're very nationalistic, and they look at the rest of the world as people that have kicked them around for years. So they have a sense of uh, sense of pride, and a sense of almost wanting to uh, even the score again. You know, and they they paid the price. They, you know, they 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 attacked in uh, North Korea and drove the allies back but at a very very heavy price and they got their asses kicked and they've been denied taiwan all these years and now um the rest of the world is doing the pivot to asia like you talked about vietnam vietnam not hating the chinese well then they've got indonesia then they which is mostly a muslim country and you have philippines and japan and taiwan is all a barrier to the expansion of china yeah so, um, yeah, I see Paul's point about the globalist blueprint for how China's to operate. But I don't think China's going to want the globalists to do what they're doing. You know what I mean? We'll take care of China. Chinese people will take care of China. It's China not going to take,
2: take care of China, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be the globalists. That's right. And I think China is also looking at... Um, certainly flexing its muscle, and they now have the world's largest navy. And uh, whether it's a paper tiger navy, um, we'll find out one day. But uh, they fully intend to uh, exert their sovereignty over the South China Sea. And they will get bound and determined to get Taiwan back. It's just a matter of when.
2: Yeah. Again, with that largest navy, the, the problem is conscripts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly.
2: Ninety percent of their military is conscripts, and and that never really bodes well for any any country to use them in combat roles. E- even uh, even conscripts during World War II were generally held back into rear echelon areas as service support, truck drivers. You know, yeah, uh, non non combative roles. Uh, very few uh, conscripts were frontline uh shooters right
1: yeah and yeah and it's uh, it to them it's also a a career right yeah and a, a, do you, a chance for education do
0: you guys think that maybe when um britain handed back hong kong it was like a little experiment what china would do how it would be perceived worldwide how it would be done this that and the other yeah. No one would say that Hong Kong handover was a great success. I think the Brits turned into a bunch of
1: pansies. Yeah. they The world into where always were. The world, was a, the, were. The world well, they, was a lot better place when they looked at the world as uh, their colony. I'm sorry to say it. Yeah. But mm. there was a lot of brutality, but you know what? What do you look, what do you think of Africa after they left? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, yep. You know, and then it's not about, the fact of the color of their skin or anything like that it's their culture culture, their culture of administration
2: yeah and you got to give the brits uh uh, the credit for that part
1: yeah i mean you know it's 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 their they've they went through their barbaric period and developed institutions in a way of governance that wasn't too bad like i you know if they had still governed those um uh, African and uh, uh, third world uh, countries—the uh, same, like to to this day, with the advance in people's understanding about cultures and things like that—those countries would probably be really prosperous and peaceful.
0: Yeah. Thriving. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been said. You know, certain cultures—you give them some bricks, and they build you a city. You give some other cultures a city, and they give you some bricks. <laughs> That's pretty yes. much
1: Africa right now.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I can think of that. A
2: few examples of that. Uh, yep. So that's a, that's a good point. Uh, well, we're running into that coming down to our, the clock is ticking again. Um, I think we've got a, a good selection of information for tonight's podcast. And I, I think we'll, we'll call it a, a a, a night on this one. Uh, We've worked hard to solve the world's problems. We've discussed a lot of good things. And uh, you've been listening to Canadian Beacon podcast. And stay tuned for future shows uh, coming up next week, uh, Wednesday again. We'll have another great episode uh, produced and out there for, for you to listen. Again, thanks from the Canadian Beacon podcast, from Paul, from Todd, and myself, Greg.
1: Remember to hit that like button and subscribe to our podcast and give us a good rating on your podcast provider. It helps us create more content for you to enjoy.